hello and welcome once again to Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. I'm Chris Levine and I will be your host again this time around. Sometimes you guys are like, why is your voice deeper on some of these things than they are on other ones? But if it's a morning one, like I'm recording this in the morning before I start my day, you're going to get, you know, a little Barry White in there. There's nothing I can do. If, I, if it's the middle of the day, early evening, I'm kind of in my spot. I'm awake. I'm ready to go. And if it's really late, like I need to record it before I go to bed, that's when my voice is usually pretty shot. So there you go. You all loved the music videos episode that we just did, the first one in the series. And I, I didn't plan on doing the second one right away, but I am going to do it because you really liked it. So let's go. Music videos to Generation X are like tahine is to popcorn. Like Malibu rum is to Diet Dr. Pepper. No, I'm not kidding. Seriously, go try it. You see, many of us bonded with our first bands, not by shows, which we were probably too young to go to, but by their music videos. You have found yourself in the second episode of our series, music videos that help build Generation X. We hit some of the mega popular ones last time. As we go, the ones that I've chosen are, are no less impactful, but maybe a little less mainstream. So let's get into our 10 for this episode. And I can't emphasize this enough. Yours may be different than the ones that I choose. And I might keep this ongoing. I only plan on doing four of them. But if you're enjoying them, and we'll see as time goes, you know, what the numbers look like. I'll keep going because there's no shortage of music videos and I love music videos. Anyway, as always, these are in no particular order other than the fact that they sounded good on the mix at the end since this is going to be your playlist too. Well, the first one is the song Need You Tonight by In Excess. In addition to it being a fun watch, it was kind of the video that really put those guys in everybody's living rooms. It it really showed the band's personalities and solidified Michael Hutchins as being a front man who belonged right up there in Mick Jagger territory. The graphics are extremely 1980s. But here's the thing that pushed it over the edge for me and made me really like it and add it to this list. It's when it transitions into their 1980s take on Bob Dylan's Don't Look Back uh, subterranean homesick blues part where they're flipping the cards with the words on them. That was just next generation coolness. So song number one is Need You Tonight by In Excess. Now the second song I won't get into much detail about because I covered it and its video pretty extensively on an episode of this podcast called Psychology on Vinyl, Talking Heads Remain in Light. It was the video for the song Once in a Lifetime. Now, the only thing I'll reiterate here is that it was just so otherworldly. The imagery, some people laugh when they see it. Some people are perplexed when they see it. I found it really interesting. 
Anyway, check out that episode for a full breakdown on Once in a Lifetime by Remain, I'm sorry, by Talking Heads off of their Remain in Light record. Song number three is another one that didn't get massive, massive circulation, I guess you could say, rotation. But I remember seeing it maybe like on the, a 120-minute show that they used to have on MTV. And by then, I mean, I had always been a big fan of this band, but I never really thought of them as cool as much as I thought of them as I just like their music. Well, song number three is the song In Between Days by The Cure. This is the most perfect Robert Smith has ever looked like Robert Smith music video. The neon touches are intensely 1980s, and all this great music in these short films from England, they were just so odd and new. You have to remember seeing these for the first time in real time. They were just so perfect. The entire visual here, like the way they shot this thing, some of the guitars used in the video had cameras actually bolted on them. And it really made the thing different looking. So I put it on my list. It's not, you know, thriller. There's way more popular ones than this. But to me, I mean, it was impactful. It opened up another world, another door that I walked into of all different kinds of sounds, and lyrics, and thoughts that I had never delved into before. Not at least seriously. But song four on our list is the video for Quiet Riot with Come On, Feel the Noise. I actually interviewed their bassist, Rudy Sarzo, and he said that it was just surreal to go from basically being nowhere to constantly seeing himself on television. This metal song was one big reason that metal became a staple on the channel. It also affected how little rocker kids would dress and how other metal bands at the time would basically follow their lead visually. It's no joke. I mean, in fact, this video helped their album Metal Health to get to number one, and it drew huge nationwide attention to the 1980s Sunset Strip Los Angeles metal scene. Do you want some perspective as to how big this thing was? Metal Health was the number one album on November 26, 1983. You got it? Well, here's number two, three, and four. Number two was Lionel Richie, Can't Slow Down. Number three, Michael Jackson, Thriller. And number four, The Police, Synchronicity. A metal band did this? I mean, go back in time and think about it. It was a big, big deal. And A&R people were just searching the streets of Hollywood, trying to find another one to capitalize on this. And as a result, a lot of the bands that you probably have heard from the early to mid-1980s got record deals because of this. It was a big deal. All right, we're at our halfway point. The video for song number five is just impossibly good and impossibly bad. 
at the same time. You love it or you think it's ridiculous. I love it and I think it's ridiculous. It's essentially a man running slash dancing as police sirens are behind him. That's it. That's the concept. I would have loved to have been in that meeting. It's Falco with Dirk Commissar. Now, you may wonder why I put this on a list of impactful videos. Well, let's let's meditate on, on, on Falco for a minute. Let me ask you this. Would anyone do anything like this now? The editing on this thing is often late. The graphics are really bad. And again, it's just ridiculous. But here's what you can't deny. I could not and still cannot stop watching the thing. That's hard to pull off right there. And he did it. So God bless you, Falco. God bless your collar popping. And of course, your funky friends, Jack and Joe and Gilles. Number six. Number six was one of the first regular rotation REM videos to be played on the video channels. It was the one I love. Okay, so to me, this was a little different when it came to a music video. It kind of had an art school flair and feel. But these guys kind of look like people you could have been going to school with. You know, and I had heard other REM records. I heard Murmur and various other songs. I think I had Life's Rich Pageant and albums by this time. But seeing them on MTV in a video like this, they kind of made them more real. And here's the thing, too, with this video. When I was watching this video, I didn't feel like they were trying to sell me their song with the music video. The music video was art, just like the song was. I think a lot of Gen Xers dug that mentality, and many would copy that aesthetic. Yours truly, definitely included. The seventh song on our list really... <laughs> It really shouldn't be this song by this band. A song by this band makes perfect sense, but not necessarily this one. But for my list, it has to be this one. It's by the band Men at Work. Now, the song that was a Generation X staple was probably either Who Can It Be Now or Down Under, if you were to take a poll. But this song, named Overkill to me, and I've mentioned it more regularly, actually, on this podcast, is an absolute lyrical perfection song for individuals that can't sleep, think too much, are a little introverted. It was, this song was like your big brother telling you that they understand. The point of interest, too, about this video and you're going to think that I'm I'm not making fun of anybody and you're going to think I'm being silly. I'm really not being silly. Colin Hay was, was the leader of this band and, and he had a, a divergent ocular condition called uh, 
ex uh, exotropia. Uh, what essentially that means is there was something very wrong looking about one of his eyes. Yet in this video, and in the other ones as well, but especially in this one, they could not get the camera away from this man's eyes. They could not get the camera closer from this man's eyes if they wanted to. Now, I found this both brave, and it was also a man turning a perceived weakness into a part of his persona in a positive way. I already love this song. That made me like the song even more. So it's on the list. Number eight, killer one. <laughs> the Clash, Rock the Casbah. While the band plays the song, they push boundaries at the same time. Uh, the video depicts a Muslim hitchhiker and a Hasidic Jewish limo driver befriending each other on the road and then just hanging out in Texas, <laughs> complete with armadillos running around, all the little Texas touches until they eventually get together, go to a Clash concert at Austin's City Coliseum. Now, at one point, they're actually seen eating hamburgers in front of a Burger King. And at another point, the Muslim character is seen just kicking back and drinking a beer. Now, this was all a pretty big trip to see on MTV, especially with, you know, Joe Strummer being so Joe Strummer throughout the video. And I remember as a kid seeing this and wanting to be as cool as Joe Strummer with his guitar and kicking up the dirt and the dust and singing not to the camera, but at the camera. I think I only got close once to being this cool. It wasn't that dramatic, but I remember it was dusk and I was by myself driving on Canaan Road through the hills with my sunglasses on and being as tan as humanly possible as the organ and then the guitar solo on Light My Fire played loudly through my speakers. My windows were down. Malibu was up ahead. I was all alone. I had no real destination. I was pretty cool. So I parked my car at Point Doom in that parking lot by the beach and by the big mountainside where they film everything. And I caught a glimpse of myself in the car window. And there all that went. <laughs> my coolness was clearly all in my head. That kind of helps me explain why I chose song number nine. The video for song number nine. It's one that has affected me on so many levels, especially as a kid. The lyrics to it, and if I'm not careful, it still can. Here are some of the words. It's a beautiful world we live in. A sweet, romantic place. Beautiful people everywhere. The way they show they care makes me want to say, It's a beautiful world. It's a beautiful world. It's a beautiful world for you it's not for me this shouted into my tiny young ears and just slapped me in my low self-esteem area now that was such a bad sentence i may consider redoing this entire thing but i felt the same way i felt the same way Everyone else 
in sunny California seemed to have had it all together. They looked like they were having fun. What was wrong with me? Why couldn't I? And the visual accompaniment here was just ideal. By the way, we're speaking, of course, of Beautiful World by Devo. I remember them also gradually adding kind of evil and dark scenes in the graphics as the video went along. It wasn't all sunshine and rainbows. And it was pretty powerful. Kind of like in the movie Good Morning Vietnam, when It's a Wonderful World by Louis Armstrong played over the war footage. It, it, it just, it was seriously powerful stuff. All right, last one. We made it to number 10. Number 10 was probably the first power ballad from a metal band that resonated with the masses. Or at least one of the ones that did. The video of the concert footage was perfect. The tour bus, all that good stuff. It's Home Sweet Home by Motley Crue. Again, you have to go back in time and understand. Rarely were there piano-themed departures from the rockers on most metal records up to this point. They really, they really just weren't. And you know what this did? This started a forest fire of other bands doing the same thing, essentially creating a new genre, and much of it was really, really good. So guys, when re-watching these, I feel like a kid again, and it feels good. Maybe you feel the same way. It was all just so new when they all came out, and that newness still exists inside many of my generation who saw and felt these things in the same way. And I'm so glad that we still have them. More to come. At this time, though, we've once again arrived at the time on Refresher when we present you with a Spotify playlist to shadow our overall theme. On this series, the playlist will be the choices themselves. This time around, we have for you a Refresher podcast, music videos that help build Generation X, Episode 2 playlist. You can find it really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast dash music videos that help build Generation X. Episode 2. Here's a recap of our 10 songs. Number 1. In Excess. Need You Tonight. Number 2. Talking Heads. Once in a Lifetime. Number 3. The Cure. In Between Days. Number 4. Quiet Riot. Come On Feel the Noise. Number 5. Falco. Der Commissar. Number six, R.E.M., the one I love. Number seven, Men at Work, Overkill. Number eight, The Clash, Rock the Casbah. Number nine, Devo, Beautiful World. And number 10, Motley Crue with Home Sweet Home. That's our new playlist. Again, you can find it really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast dash music videos that help build Generation X Episode 2. We have a few new listeners to our little show. What's interesting is, is that as far as places are concerned, our demographic report shows that we have listeners in no city listed, but here's what it said. Japan. Welcome to Refresher. Hey, did you guys know that plants improve the air around you and they improve your mood? Well, Leafy is the world's first ever patented self-watering plant container. Check out their awesome website. It's www. 
leafy.com. That is L-E-A-F-V-E.com. It's not just plant sales. You've got to go on there and watch their videos. It's essentially having a pet plant to go. Go check them out. We also have our friends at DesignCraft. They are at the forefront of the millwork industry, constantly innovating to meet custom needs. You can note samples of their unbelievable work at designcraft.com. That is www.dezignkraft.com. We always like to remind you that this show is in existence because of you. So if you can continue to do me a favor and let your friends know about this podcast if you liked it. Also, if you'd like to help keep this stay up and running, you can make a small monthly contribution. Just see the support this podcast link under the episode description. It can be as little as 99 cents a month. But if you're so inclined, it all helps. And that would be great. But whether you do or whether you don't, just feel feel free to listen and enjoy anytime. Uh, Also, if you want to check out books that I've written, celebrity interviews that I've done, uh, and, and any of the merch for this show, uh, T-shirts and so forth, you can go to refresherpodcast.yolasite.com. That is refresherpodcast.yolasite.com. As always, the music that begins and ends this podcast is by the band Dive. The song is called A Day Late, and it was written by John Fuerte. Well, until next time... This is Chris Levine for Refresher, the pop culture therapy podcast. Everyone, please take care and do yourself a favor and remember that there's a big difference between worry and concern. We'll see you next time. Thanks very much for listening.